The Frequency 49 show is brought to you by Niner Empire GB. Welcome to the Frequency 49 show. I'm your standing host, Simon Holdsworth, and joining me today are Graham Ross and Nathaniel James. Good evening, gentlemen. Evening, Simon. Evening, Nathaniel. Evening, guys. This past Sunday, our beloved Niners took on the Tom Brady-led Tampa Bay Buccaneers in what was envisaged, envisaged to be a close, tough encounter at Levi Stadium. What ensued can only be described as an absolute beatdown, with the 49ers coming out with a convincing 35-7 win. New fans hero Brock Purdy showing no fear and plenty of poise in his first game as an NFL starter, and the defence again showing why they're number one in the entire league. Guys, what are our initial thoughts on that game? It was great to watch, wasn't it? On all sides of the ball, um, we had Mr. Irrelevant just being being the star of the show, the the defence stepping up and just suffocating Tom Brady. And then to top it off, you got all Brady's reactions. It was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Nathaniel, what about you, mate? Uh, what a game. And we had some question about whether or not the consistency with Purdy was going to continue, didn't we? We really didn't know whether or not he was going to... We didn't know what uh, whether it was a one one game wonder or whether he actually could actually continue. And quite honestly, I thought it was a really good game. It was so good to actually see somebody kind of get out of um, you know sort of hard situations and extend plays. And I think that's the thing, isn't it? That's the thing we've kind of been from a quarterback perspective. What we've been lacking. I won't say anything bad about Jimmy, but I think you know it's it's quite interesting to see you know how he can extend plays and I think that's something we've we've wanted in in a quarterback you know and you've wanted that to be replicated almost within sort of Trey Lance um which obviously we've we've only seen a little bit of little bit really in 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 essence with regards to him but with Purdy he's just come in and he's it's just almost in 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 essence continued you know where where Jimmy's left off in, in you know, sort of the the short term. So yeah, it's been it's really it has been it was a really good game game to watch. I think let's let's look at the stats. I mean, Purdy was sixteen of twenty one, one hundred and eighty five yards, two TDs, and a a one thirty four passer rating, which is in his first NFL start is unbelievable. And the thing for me was that he was he spread the ball around all of his targets. You know, he wasn't looking for one particular safety blanket. He was going through his progressions. And as you say, Nathaniel was extending players with his legs. Ayuk was 2 of 57 with a touchdown. Kittle, 4 for 28. Debo, obviously before his injury, which we'll come on to later on, was 4 for 43. McCaffrey, 2 for 34. Jennings and and Juice both had catches. Um, And then Danny Gray and Ray Ray McLeod had catches. But I think that was when Josh Johnson was in at QB. But, you know... How impressive was that guy? I couldn't believe what I was watching. There's a lot to like about him, isn't there? Um, you know, he, he, for, for, for me, the, the, the key thing for me is he's seeing the field. Um, that was, you know, showing on the... And, you know, he makes a mistake. Okay, he, he, you know, he makes a mistake with, the, with that interception. Okay, it was called back for a penalty. But the very, very next play... Um, he hits Ayuk for for that touchdown, and and he just sees him. He sees him make the move, get the cut, and the ball's out, and it's going to him. I thought that there's just so much to like about the kid. 
you know, it's got a very, very high ceiling at, at the moment. But I mean, what we, but for me, all he needs to do is just not turn the ball over and just not make mistakes and don't lose games. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm still not expecting, or oh, we're going to win because of Purdy. I don't think that's going to be the case. I just don't want us to lose because of Purdy. Yeah. 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 And I, th- I, I do, you know, I think that. He's got a really good supporting cast, hasn't he? You know, you've you've got you've you've mentioned some of them in terms of McCaffrey, Ayuk, Kittle, you know, sort of Jennings. They're all really good players, aren't they? Um, and I think the the other thing that's really sort of helped him is that he's, you know, he's got the number one defense in in the NFL. There's no no there's no you you can't argue it. You know, it's the number one defense in both the NFC and AFC. And I guess, you know, you were kind of, it, it was interesting because you kind of, you didn't know how um, Brady was going to react to that sort of situation. But yeah, I think it was with with Purdy, you know, he had those opportunities to, to kind of get rid of the ball quite quickly. Um, he could make really good decisions, precise decisions as well in terms of where he was throwing it to and, who was receiving it. So yeah, really, really, really good, really, really good game offensively and defensively, you know, to shut them out and only allow them seven, seven sort of points. Um, yeah. On a, on a deflected ball as well. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it, as I say, it wasn't particularly, you know, it wasn't, you know, there was no, I, I don't think there was any real concerns with how the team was playing. The, the momentum just seemed to continue and, it just seemed to increase and yeah, it's got to give birdie that confidence kind of going forward. And I hope, you know, he can take and continue that momentum um, as the season progresses and hopefully going into the postseason. Yeah. I mean, the big one for me was when you take into consideration what happened on the first play from, from scrimmage where he got absolutely filled in and testament to his character. And a lot of the 49ers players have come out, um, since and said that this guy is just super confident in his own ability. But to come back from getting drilled, which was a rough in the passer penalty, it was a bad hit, but lesser characters would have just shrunken. And we've seen Jimmy in the past be skittish in the pocket. He led us down the field to on a, on a touchdown drive. You know, this kid is, what, 22 years of age? Takes one in the grill and then just leads us against... And let's not forget, Tampa Bay's defence isn't a shoddy defence. I think they were ranked ninth in the NFL. And it's the first game that I can remember in, in a while where we've not felt, well, where I've certainly not felt that the defense has won us the game. Yeah, you're right. That was, uh, you mean, that, that was, when, I, when I was on a, a few weeks ago, Deepak and I were talking about the, the you know, the, the offense just not humming. And um, whereas I think we saw that the whole office uh, on Sunday was, was clicking really, really, really nicely. Um, we were sealing blocks. I mean, that, that that's one thing that that's been letting us down that this year is probably the lack of explosive runs. You know, and like with the finally, and that's all just down to the blocking assignments um, and picking up your man and reacting and, and making sure that you seal the gap and it, you know leave it open for the back to go through. And they've been there, but we've just not been making the blocks. And like when you make the blocks, like we did on Saturday, I mean on Sunday, it's uh, you know. McCaffrey go, go, goes lights out. I mean, that was his best game. Um, I think it was even better than the game against the uh, against the Chargers in terms of you know running and production. It was just 
all out a good offense, you know, per- performance. I mean, you could not put a, a lower grade than A plus on offense, defense. You know, especially I mean, even even my, the person I love to hate, Wisnowski, did, did all right in a couple of punts that you had. You, you know, you got them inside the ten. So all around, it was a great great performance. Well, well, let's look. Let's take a look at Christian McCaffrey because a lot of the media coverage has been solely focused on Brock Purdy, and perhaps rightfully so. But as you say, uh, Graham, Christian McCaffrey had a breakout game in a 49ers jersey. You know, 119 yards on the ground, the longest obviously being that 38 yard touchdown run. And then he was 34 yards uh, through the air as well. So 150 all-purpose yards. And, you know, like you say about those blocking assignments, when, when, when our scheme is that good and when people fulfil their assignments, holes just appear. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, he's a, he's a good back. He's got good vision. He's got good balance. He's got good cutting ability. And his ball security is great as well. People have questioned whether or not, you know, Carl Carl Shanahan is this offensive genius. Well, you give it, give him, you know, a, a player like McCaffrey. You give him actual decent, decent players that are fit, e.g., Debo McCaffrey. When they're set up in positions and they're actually, you know, when plays are kind of in process and they're actually done. I, I mean, for from the perspective, I, I would probably even state that you know it, it's taken the. That the pressure almost off of that 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 quarterback, you know, he's taking the pressure off of Jimmy. It takes the pressure off of Brock when you know that when those kind of situations and those gaps appear and and you know the the play actually processes and and yeah, it, it is good. It's really good to actually see. You know, I I would say that with Kyle now that he has, you know, I think it's really helped having McCaffrey because he he certainly has brought a new element to to Shanahan's offensive game because then it just, you know, he's then had the opportunity to kind of make those routes or, and, and McCaffrey can do it all, can't he? I mean, you just said that there's two things he can do. He can uh, run the play, but then he can also pass and catch. I mean, that, that first game when he was playing and he actually scored well, when it, I think it was against the Rams, wasn't it? Where he, scored a yeah it, it was just it was incredible it was really like he could the, the, the McCaffrey can do it all and and that you know that's what's been been missing and I think that's that's the thing when you, you're not ha- solely reliant on just one I mean last last season a majority of the time it was on Debo to to produce and perform yeah Kittle was doing okay but I think he he had a few he, he missed a few games um but I think it was solely based on one person with Kyle. He doesn't naturally have that. He's had, he has so many options now on offense and it just increases the, the amount of productivity that the offense can actually bring to the game. Obviously you hope that momentum was going to continue because it, you know, in the games that you've watched, it really has made a massive, massive difference. Yeah, I was. Um, I'll be honest with you. When the trade went down for him, I was skeptical. I did not see this um, this impact coming. Um, I thought it was one that was way too much to to give up because basically don't have any draft picks left now at all in the first couple of days. And yeah, I just you know I thought he was always injured, and I just didn't think it was. It was going to work out well. I'm well. I'm quite happy to be proven wrong. It's, I think it has made a huge difference to us, and 
particularly when you've got everything else in phase it's it's um yeah it's a great it's a it's a we're a scary team where we, we might not have the record of the of the eagles but i tell you i don't think they would want to play us i, I think the eagles have got a bit of a soft underbelly i think they're a flat track bully and yeah, we're a I, we're a completely different proposition to any other team in the NFL right now. Yeah, I think we're just so well rounded um, on both sides of the ball. Um, yeah, you know that, that, that we will be. The one thing that concerns me um, is we've already had um, Garoppolo and, uh, and and Lance go down. Now, when you see Purdy next to Garoppolo, he makes Garoppolo look absolutely huge. And we know that he's not really that big a guy, which means that Purdy, my 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 fear, my concern I have with him is, uh, can he is he got the frame, and the physical toughness to last another four games, uh, you know, in the regular season plus the playoffs. So you know, um, because I think you know if he stays fit, you know, there's no reason why we can't win every single game that we've got now until until. To, to whenever it stops. Absolutely, absolutely. What, what, one thing that I did want to touch on before we, we, we talk about another subject is just going through the stats, penalties. I've been on shows in the past where we have been absolutely lambasting coaching staff, players, for the amount of penalties that we concede. And you know, we only conceded two penalties on Sunday for, for a total of 15 yards. And for the last few weeks, I can't seem to remember ever getting angry about penalties what do we think has been do we think there's been a mindset change or do we just think that players are just executing better or do you think it's something that the coaching staff have focused on I was going to say I think it's the fact that we've coached it because we had so many penalties last year and last season Um, I think it's all down to discipline um, execution um, having that awareness of who's on the field and just being ready really and and executing a lot better um so yeah i, I think it, it's it, we've there's not been all right we've had a few few changes here and there but i guess it's taken into practice and, and placing it on the field so yeah that's that's my thought um graham i don't know what your your thought is i was going to say something like it's definitely got something to do with coaching but it's probably a, a blend of everything you, you said there simon um, you know, but I think you know, getting it grained into you to do the to do the things the the right way is absolutely key. So I think that's probably a a major major thing. I mean, like you think of like last year. I mean, how many last season? How many you know defensive pass interference penalties were we getting? I don't. I touching wood here. I don't recall even seeing one this season. No, can't think no, of any. Absolutely, absolutely <laughs> not. I mean, there was a couple where. Nick Bosa kept lining up in the neutral zone. <laughs> but I think that's just eagerness to get to the quarterback. But other than that, I can't think of any. Are you talking about penalties? I'm going to assume that the most... Uh, but I'm going to bet you that Trent Williams is the most penalised player for us. Because he, he, he seems to get flagged a lot. So, certainly with holds, yeah. I, I'd probably say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with that shadow of a doubt. Um, other than that, McGlinchey gets, gets called for holds. But like I say, holding is is going to happen. It's one of those penalties that occurs in every game. We are going to get some some holding calls against us, but it's the silly penalties that we're conceding that we're not conceding anymore. 
I mean, the, the the one thing that I did notice we is particularly in the first game. I think they had it a couple of times this time. Um, it was less so, but I remember when Jimmy first started and and getting we were, there's so many times that we're having to take silly timeouts and early in the game because we couldn't get the player in and off. And there was a couple of times that, and you kind of expect that with a rookie quarterback, I guess, as particularly in a uh, in a complex system. But that's. But that, but that was kind of cleaned up as well against Tampa, wasn't it? I think with Purdy, we're playing with more urgency. And and I, and I think that there's an element of him taking control of that. I think he just wants to get on and he's he wants to play and he you know he's there's no he doesn't seem to be calling many audibles. There doesn't seem to be many people out of position. He's just get to the line. This is the play. Let's look at my first second read. If it's a pass play, if I'm not there, I can move around in the pocket and I'll find somebody. And he's not constantly looking for the same person. No, it's it's good to see that he's got that um, ability to extend a play, and not just uh, and not just you know scarper and take off running um, down down the field. You know he's got that he, he's more athletic than I mean, and far more um, mobile than, than Garoppolo. He's also more experienced than Lance. So yeah, you when you think about the amount of amount of football that Lance has actually not played. Yeah, you, you know, I mean, this guy was a four-year starter um, in, in college, so he he's had he's, he's had experience, not at this level, which is why I'm uh, I'm not prepared to sit here and, and, and anoint him the, the the long-term starter or long-term backup or whatever yet. Let's just enjoy the ride till you know, and uh, at the moment and see where it takes us. Absolutely, there were downsides to the game on Sunday. Um, the obviously the most notable one being the. Uh, what we thought was a serious injury at the time to, to Debo Samuel. Um, I mean, it looked horrendous in in on, on the, in, in live. It looked even worse in slow motion. We received then news that it perhaps wasn't a, a, a anything serious and it was a, a high ankle sprain. And we've received news today that, uh, in fact, it's not even a high ankle sprain. It's a, a a slight MCL sprain and a slight ankle sprain. And he could be he could be back in the regular season. Never mind the playoffs. And Brock Purdy is day to day. With an oblique injury, which I think happened on a scramble fairly early on in the game, from from what I've read, so um, what could have been potentially disastrous injury news doesn't seem to be that bad from 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 what we're hearing. But I'm pretty sure that we don't necessarily need to rush rush Debo back, guys. Right? No, I I don't think you need to. I think the concern for me was when you you know that reaction of when he he couldn't even get up on on his own. I, I was just like, oh, do you know what I mean? What why is it that we get to this situation where we can actually you know, we rely, rely on him heavily. And then all of a sudden, he can't even get up. And you're thinking, as a 49, you're thinking, oh, God, no, not again. What, what is it that we've got, you know, what are we going to, what is it we, <laughs> we, we we have to put up with? We've we've had so many, you know, sort of injuries, haven't we? And it, it, it is yeah. shocking. And you just kind of think, do, do you know what I mean? You, you wouldn't, and I hope that, you know, touch with that is, in, hasn't caused, you know, if it is just that sprain and it's not caused anything, then hopefully you know he'll he'll be you know he'll be back and he'll be fit by the by the postseason. But it, it is a worry, isn't it, when you just think, oh my word, you know, and he didn't get up you, uh, and he had to have a a trolley to kind of cart him off, and you just think, oh man. <laughs> but um, yeah, it is really positive news that he is going to be back at some point. I I just get yeah, just just take just needs to rest up and take it easy and then come back strong hopefully in in the playoffs yeah absolutely he does I'd, barring any other further injuries we don't need to rush him back 
I mean, like, I mean, like, uh, for, for me, it's like we've got to win. The key game coming up is the one against Seattle because that will more or less, I, th- I think, it might actually guarantee us the the, the division title because of the, the tiebreak situation. You know, so that that will put us in, and then then what we've got to then try and do is then achieve the second seed if we can. You know, so if we can do, and we could probably do that before the last game of the season. Should we win everything, touch wood, without trying to get too far ahead of ourselves? But you know, but the important thing is Seattle Thursday night. That is a critical game for us, which does lead us on beautifully to uh, to, to looking ahead to to our next game. Obviously, it's a quick turnaround for the Forty ers this week with uh, us being on Thursday night football, heading to Seattle to take on the Seahawks in what, as, as you rightly say, Graham could could seal as the NFC West. Um, I mean, last time out earlier on this season, we. We we beat the Seahawks twenty seven to seven, in what was a fairly dominant game. Um, I think it's fair to say that the Seahawks have improved since then, but they got rolled over by Carolina on Sunday. So, how do we see this see this game going, guys? Seattle were on a roll, um, but I think am I right in saying they've lost two on the trot, maybe three on the trot? And they definitely lost last week. I think they won a close one the week before, didn't they? They've kind of sputtered a little bit over the last couple of weeks. I think it's just not been, it's just not been um, uh, as the same. But I think they beat the Rams the week before. Or did yeah? Well, <laughs> who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So exactly, have they done better the next? Have they exceeded all our expectations going into the season when? When they had um, when you know when they got rid of Wilson and they had Geno Smith and uh, and Drew Locke, we thought they would be where the Rams were. Let's be honest, they're not. It will. It's a division rivalry. Um, you can't over. Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Sort of like play how big a part that actually plays because it is your it is a big rivalry to to in the game. So, but as I said earlier, I don't I don't certainly don't fear them and certainly wouldn't be expecting us to come away with um anything other than uh, other than the win you know i think right now we've got competent offense and uh and an outstanding defense yeah i i think it'll be i mean obviously they've the last um three games they've they've lost um against um one of which was tampa bay um the other one was um lost. Lost against the Raiders. Yeah, they lost against the Buccaneers, so they lost against the Raiders. So and yeah, more recently the Panthers. So I guess it's really. I mean, I I don't see a reason why we can't win this game. I'm hoping you know, there's been some question with regards to, and I know we spoke about Purdy um, in terms of you know him having a um, a light light injury. Um, I believe I can't remember what he's what he had. It's an oblique injury, isn't it? So. Hopefully he'll be he'll be fit and he'll he'll be able to you know to play play on Thursday, but yeah I'm I'm not overly concerned with regards to um, the Seahawks. I think we can we can win against them. I, I think that you know the team will want to continue the momentum. That if they get a chance to clinch the division on 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 Thursday, they will. I think it has been quite a short week for them. Because obviously you had the game on Sunday, but then you could argue that it's been the same for the the Seahawks. You know, in terms of the fact that it's been in, um, I, I can't remember what time they play, but I think it's it, was it a night? I can't remember. But any was it? Same time. What's, what, what time did they play? I can't even remember. 
They were earlier, I think. Oh, okay. So, yeah, but then, as I say, there's not much in it, really. No, I, I'm not overly concerned. I think we can continue the, the, the momentum. I can, I can see us winning comfortably, barring it on, on the fact that, you know, Purdy is, is ready um, to, to kind of continue with that. So, yeah, that, that's my, my thoughts. It's, it's going to be a bit of a baptism of fags. It's his first game away from Levi. And the Seattle crowd can get noisy. So let's just hope he's uh, he, he's he's capable of, uh, of of not letting that affect him. I think, but we should be golden, in my opinion. I think we should be fine. So we've got some questions from the group, guys. So we'll ask those. Uh, Mark Baylor asks, "Do you think the high intensity with which both offense and defense play the game, combined with our schemes, are a big reason for our injury woes? And if so, is that something we need to accept and learn to live with?" Or do we need to make some adjustments in how we play? I think it's something we need to live with regardless of whether, you know, I love it that we're playing at a high intensity because it's like, and that was really evident, you know, we're, what was the score at halftime? 28 nothing, And like, yeah, yeah, and they were still still putting the foot down, um, and, you know, because knowing who the other guy was on the other side. So I love that intensity. Injuries are just part of the game. I think with Shanahan, he, he tends to play this... He play, tends to play a very, very physical football game, doesn't he? And I think we, we, we've seen it. and It's happened, isn't it? We've had injuries. I, I can't think of a season where we've not had injuries with Shanahan. And the responsibility of any, in, you know, in, in terms of players getting injured comes down to the, the coaching staff. He is the head coach. I, I got to acknowledge that he takes that responsibility. But yeah, I, I'm in agreement with Graham. It's just something we're going to have to live with, and we're just going to have to go ahead. And I think you know this is the this is the thing that with with his you know sort of scheme, um, etc. You know, offensively and defensively, it's just a very physical physical game that he orchestrates. Paul Marsh asks: Is it really possible to win a Super Bowl with a QB selected last in the draft? <laughs> if if we do, what do we do with Lance? Do we let them fight it out in camp? Do we keep him, but only as a backup, or admit he is too much of a project for our team to be able to let him learn and trade him for whatever we can get? That's too far in advance. I'm sorry, Paul, but you know, let's just—we don't need to. That's—we don't need to look that far ahead right now. Um, let's just enjoy the ride. Let's just see what this guy ca- can do on after more than just seven quarters. Would be my answer to that. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm in agreement with Graham. I think you—you you can't base it on you know, something that hasn't happened yet. Um, we're going to have to see how he p- progresses and how he kind of develops going going on. I think, you know, you, it was quite interesting, really, because if you think about it, Tom Brady was, you could argue when he was drafted, he was probably in the, 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 the you know, sort of the kind of <laughs> the same kind of order in terms of being whether or not he was rele- relevant. Purdy, you know, he plays a very good, you know, in the two games that we've watched him, he really has, you know, character, you know, he's really carried and, you know, orchestrated and and managed to um, make the best of the, you know, situation in terms of where opportunities come up. So, yeah, I'm, I just think we need to sort of see what, what happens really. It's a massive difference. And I think, you know, it's going to be a test for him when he plays sort of when we see it at Seattle at an away um, stadium because obviously it's going to be a bit louder it's going to be a heck of a lot louder if you know we get to the point where he's um, our 
um, quarterback um, in the playoffs and he has to play um, in, you know, sort of um, opposition sort of stadiums where the noise and that intensity is just going to be kind of on him as well. So, yeah, just just kind of we've got to give him some time and sort of see what happens. Okay, and finally, Stuart Syme says, we've got a 9-4 and four record, six wins on the spin, and one win from securing the NFC West. Can number 13 help us uh, to a 13-4 and four record, a possible second seed spot, and a home game on wildcard weekend versus the seventh seed? Do we go the remainder of the regular season unbeaten, I think, is the uh, is the question there. Certainly have the opportunity, and we certainly, there's no, I'm going back to it, barring any other major injuries, there's, you know, if all of a sudden we, if we were to lose three or four starters, that, that would change it. But I think based on the current team right now, yeah, absolutely, of course we can. Yeah, no, no, in full agreement. I don't see why we can't can't win outright the rest of these games. I, I understand that uh, the Cardinals have lost their quarterback for the for the season. Yeah, Kyler Murray's gone down, hasn't he? With on and he's on injury reserve. Raiders haven't been particularly playing brilliant. Um, I'm I'm not overly concerned with regards to them. Um, that's a you know that's a common thing that that that, that comes down to coaching and everything else and. I guess the biggest concern I've got is probably, you know, this game that's coming up against the Seahawks and probably the one against the Commanders. Because um, I think they're coached quite, you know, both of them. Nobody anticipated that the Seahawks would be in the position that they are right now. We were all, yeah, I, I, I'm in agreement with both you guys. We, we, we really thought they would be fourth, you know, in terms of, I think the thing is, it comes down to how, you know, how well the coaching staff are. And uh, yeah, the Commanders are also, you know, they're, they're really well coached. They've won a surprise, you know, a surprise number. So I, yeah, I'd I'd be more concerned about those two games um, than the the one against the the Raiders and the one against the the Cardinals. Yeah, definitely. I I, I agree with you guys. I don't think there's anybody in those games that uh, that we should even wary of. Really, the seat, the toughest game is to, is is on Thursday. Uh, we get that one, and then I think we're done then for the rest of the season. I think we'll be good. I can't see us getting a number one seed simply because I can't see Philadelphia. Losing their, you know, their remainder, remaining four games, um, or three or four games, um, so I can't see us getting the the, the one seed, but we should be get aiming for the second seed. Having home games through the playoffs up to potentially a championship game, and who knows? Because I, I kind of agree with you, Simon, that Philadelphia kind of could have this soft underbelly. They, you know, they might not get through all their playoff games, so. You know the home field advantage thing, um, and getting our sec- the second seed thing has got to come into it as well. I I kind of think that you know with with the and I'm not trying to be every game's a challenge, but I kind of think that uh, you know the NSC um, East teams have had it quite you know at times I think they've had it quite quite an easy sort of schedule. That that could be quite a controversial comment that I've made, but do you know what I mean? We've we've had some real real tough games. That, that you know that that we've managed to kind of overcome, um, some of which you know haven't been particularly brilliant. But I, I guess that's you know that's that's part of the season itself. But I think the Eagles, you know, they are a good team. Um, it will be interesting to see if we you know if we do end up playing if we even get that far to the you know sort of the conference champion. I I can see them being quite quite in the conference championship. So yeah, it, it just be it's kind of quite interesting. But I would say that I think 
you know, in my opinion, I think the NFC East teams have had it quite an, you know, quite an easy schedule in, in, in my, my, my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Completely agree. Well, there's one thing, Parson, we've not talked about, and I think will be really, really rude of us not to talk about, and that is Dre Greenlaw. Okay. Uh, and how, and how good has he been this season and how great was it that he, and to quote his own words, did you see this? Um, go up with 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 the ball that he intercepted from Brady, being an ultimate fangirl. That was his words to uh-huh. get Brady to sign it. And it's I think that that whole thing <laughs> is just a fantastic thing. But he's a, he is playing out of his skin right now, uh, and he is really benefiting from Warner um, being next to him. And I think we've got the best linebacking pair duo in the league. Yeah, the um, it was interesting that the. Uh... The guys on Good Morning Football, um, was it this morning or was it yesterday morning, were saying that they felt, or one of them felt, that it was Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith at the Ravens. But I don't see anybody better than Alison. I know, you know, Dre Greenlaw's got a new nickname? Go on. Big Play Dre. <laughs> quarterback's also got a new nickname, but I'm not allowed to say it on, on the pod. <laughs> I think that was given to him by George Kittle, I think. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, you're right. You're right. And and yeah, I mean, Drain Greenlaw has... I mean, he made that big play in Seattle. Was it last season? Or, or the season before? On the goal line. On the goal line. That was, a, that was the... Um, yes. Was that the season we went to the Super Bowl? Yes, remember. it was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but the I mean the They're the last second of the season wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, he just looks he looks fitter and stronger this year. He's yeah. he's he's getting sideline to sideline and he's, he's the perfect foil because he was he was injured was it last season season before and Aziz Alshire really came into prominence didn't he and he was doing really well. I don't think he's getting that many snaps now. No, it's uh, it, it, it is um, it is mainly um, it's mainly Greenlaw and uh, and Warner, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're right. I, I mean the athleticism that he. Uh, that he showed for his pick was unbelievable. I mean, you know, I, I don't know what his uh, his standing leap was in the um, in the combine, but he looked to be about ten foot in the air. Yeah, that that was just a, a fantastic heads up for heads up play, wasn't it? So yeah, you know, to make that, and he got the scoop and score last week as well, of course. And and Brady's and uh, the same ball from from Brady. And, and and Tom Brady's come out today and said that it really pissed him off, but he was just trying to be a nice guy. I don't know whether anyone's <laughs> Which makes it even better. Yes, it does. So... And it was good to actually, I, I'd like to add that it was good to actually have that when, because I understand that um, Patrick Willis and Justin Smith were at the game on, on Sunday. Yes. With, with, and it was kind of like, to think that, you know, <laughs> he was at, you know, you kind of seen that like, how how good the defense is it, it was kind of nice I, I guess it you know it raises the spirits when you've got you know two former professionals that you know superstars that are you know in those positions to to actually kind of be at you know in the facility or you know at the uh, um the stadium it, it just it raises the the momentum and that 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 you know that profile of them being there and it, yeah it kind of inspires the uh younger um sort of um generation if you like yeah. yeah i think justin smith was honorary mascot wasn't he i think i think that was the reason for him being there something like that you d- you do realize that um that's 10 years since um they were part of that team that went to the um the super bowl that, yeah of um, course yeah. Oh, yeah. really 10 years yeah. 2012 wasn't <laughs> it yeah, against, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. against the ravens yeah. jesus yeah, exactly. 10, it was 10 seasons yeah <laughs> yeah there you go 
Thanks, thanks for that, Graham. Sobering yep. thought of yeah, the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, we're, yeah. yeah we're all oh, old farts. Absolutely. Okay, so um, now moving on to the the pick six, um, we do have this week's results. So uh, leading the charge this week was Anthony McAllister and Charlene Yamamoto Larkin with fourteen points. Um, so well done to those guys. Uh, what that means at the uh, in the actual table itself is uh, our very own Steve Box is still leading with seventy one. But his lead has been cut now to two um, by Matthew Evans. And then we've got Bjorn Kleigrew and myself, actually, on 66 points. Mike Farron, 65. Daryl Nils Hanman, 60. And then a few others on 62. So all still to play for with uh, with four weeks left to go of the regular season. So uh, make sure you get your picks in. And I think that's it. It's time to wrap the episode up. Thanks to everybody who helps out and contributes to the show. You know who you are. And on behalf of Graham Ross, Nathaniel James, I've been Simon Holdsworth, you've been the audience, and this was the Frequency 49 Show. Thanks for listening, and go Niners. Mm-hmm.